It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans. And this is happy hour, a cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common other than we're all New Orleans in a bar. Today we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a bar and a restaurant where they serve handcrafted food and spirits. They have a whole new menu and a radically new happy hour. They have a three-hour happy hour here starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Do any of you guys like to start drinking copiously at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Manny? Manny Chevrolet is here. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, Do you start drinking at 3 or earlier? On the weekends, I usually start around 11. 11 a.m.? Yes, 11 a.m. Okay, so you'd be a good person to come here on the weekend for happy hour. I guess so. You'd be pretty tanked by the time it got to happy hour. You would have paid full price for many hours, for four hours. Not bad. Well, it's good to know. That's three hours. That's a saving. We already lost an hour. I know. Well, we get these are free. That's not worried about. Well, yeah, this first round's free. Salute, everyone. Salute. Here's to it. Cindy, Cindy. Sophia's here too. Cindy, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. You're good? You've got a sort of a sexy sounding voice as well. Oh, thank you. Wouldn't you say? Yes? Yes. Certainly. Does everyone tell you that, Cindy? They do. They do? Mm. Is it from smoking cigarettes or what? I don't know. Were you born with that? I used to smoke for years and then I quit in the 90s. You scream at people a lot? I quit in the 90s, so I'm real happy about that. I never thought I would be able to. Because the voice sounds like you scream at people a lot. You scream at people? That is so mean. Do you have road rage? (laughs) Because I know I do. Do you? Do you scream? Sometimes, you know, my, my favorite saying is when I'm driving, I just, I just say, I hate people. I hate them. I well, it's funny because your name is Chevrolet. So yeah, I know. Even I'm stranger. driving a Dodge these days. You know, too. I did. Oh, wow, that's even worse. I did have, I think I told Graham, a radio show in Nashville. Just, and that's why the, the voice, they, they, they did like that because it was about dogs. So you're a pro- sort of professional radio. Well, not really. I mean, I just had, it's about. This is good to know for us. Oh, no. You could help out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You sure. can take over. Be yeah. careful. Be careful what, you, what, what did you just to? pop in your mouth? Is that acid? Yes, <laughs> it's nice. acid. Okay, Daria Zurich is here and Graham Robinson are here from a band called Daria and the Hip Drops. That's right. How Thank are you guys you. doing? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And we've got steel drums here. We do. We Two do have gi- steel We've never had this. Of all the things we've done here on Happy Hour, we've never had giant steel drums. Hey, Gabby. It's a first. Gabby. Gabby's here, apparently. Yes, she is also here. Gabrielle in the house. Manny's found some. Talk about screaming. Do you want to have Cindy scream for you? Cindy, turn around and scream at I Gabby. Think, I think he screams enough for both of them. <laughs> Who is oh, Gabby? Oh, Manny Shevitz. Gabby, um, oh, Gabby. What is, oh, yeah, she, uh, she's, she used to work for me. At, uh, uh, she's looking over uh, here like, what the hell yeah, what is going on? Well, I'd love to know that you've hit on a good subject already because I, I asked Graham, she couldn't tell me, what do you actually do? As little as possible. Okay, <laughs> but what, what, what did Gabby well, pay do the, for you? Well, to pay the rent, I work at Tulane. I'm in, uh, I, I'm in textbooks. You're in textbooks? <laughs> yes, textbooks. So let me tell you one thing about textbooks. All right. They're heavy. Books are heavy. <laughs> Books are really heavy. That's why heavy. you're in such good shape. And Gabby was one of my assistants uh, during uh, our last rush that we had. And she, um, she, uh, she didn't do well. <laughs> she had to fire her? <laughs> well, no. We, she just was... They don't fire anyone at this place. They just kind of let Tulane University, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Go. You go, how does it, they sort of subtly suggest yeah. that? You, you might have it. to switch to yeah. Kindle books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the way the book, and, and this, working at this uh, textbook has just turned me off reading completely. I haven't read a book in like years because I just look at these and I deal with these professors who are such like, think they're such privileged little 
fucks, you know. Really? They just, yeah, they just hmm. I can't stand them. Um, are they all like that? Um, some of them must be all right. Well, some of them, the ones that are all right are the ones who are like wacky, crazy professors who've been there like, you know, 30, 40 years living in their office because they don't want to pay rent in an apartment. And How they, long have you been there? Oh, uh, good. She's uh, 11 years now. 11 years, almost. How long have you been in New Orleans? Uh, let's see. Uh, since 2000. So that would be uh, 28 years. Yeah. yeah New right, Orleans okay. time. Yeah, th- and then so most of the time you've worked, well, for the first five years you did something else, apparently. Uh, well, I used to do, I used to make short movies. And I met this girl who's now my wife and mother of my child. And um, well, we, made a, we made a, sort of like a mockumentary about the first time that I ran for mayor in 2002 when Nagan won. So we made this, uh, this um, mockumentary because you know, it was so great because we had no money to film it. But we just had a camera. We had tape. And I, got, I actually got on the ballot so that way I could get free footage for my movie. I could go to these debates. <laughs> And get free right. footage, and that's how we made the movie, more or less. And we just got everyone, got, met people, and said, "I want you to be this person. I want you to be my campaign man. I want you to, you know." Did you run for mayor to try and make the movie, or did you run for mayor well, to actually become a mayor? Well, it was one day at the Circle Bar where I used to live above the Circle Bar. Really? Yeah. Okay. When I first moved I used to here, I buy cocaine off somebody above the Circle Bar. <laughs> actually, I can't remember the. Oh, name. Louis! Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. The per- I can't remember who it was. Might no. as well be. No. Um, shouldn't be saying that as a politician. Um, <laughs> well, you can know about it as long as you're not buying I'm it. I'm sitting like there during happy hour drinking with some people, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not really a, a native yet or whatever. I never, I guess, maybe a native, but I was I'm like, God, what's going on in this town? What, you know, shit, I should yeah. do something, run for, like, councilman. They go, yeah, you should run for mayor, man. And I said, okay, sure, let's run, let's do it. So that was all it took? Yeah, that was it. Did you have a platform in the beginning? Uh, well, that slogan was great, and that's what got me a lot of press. Troubled I, man for troubled times. Yeah, that was the slogan. And you were a very great... Uh, were you guys all here at the, same, at the time when Manny was running for mayor? Graham no, and are you I guys was not. From, are you from here? No, not no. originally. More recent where, than Not then. original. Where are you from originally? <laughs> I am from Tallahassee, Florida, originally. And I'm from Daytona Beach, Florida. Jeez, I wouldn't move from either oh. of those two places. Why did you move here? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Daytona really? Beach, Florida. Sounds good to me. It's got the word beach in it right there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna be in Tallahassee on Monday. Really? Actually, yeah. What are you doing? Taking well, some t- books? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually taking the kid to Disney World. But I, <laughs> so we're going to stop in Tallahassee to spend the day, a night there because I don't feel like driving 10 hours all the way to, yeah, well, we to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, well, what do you recommend you do in Tallahassee? Um, just you, is the three of you or just you and your daughter? <laughs> the three of us. The wife, yeah, they'll uh-huh. be in the trunk and I'll be up front. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Are you guys actually spending time there or are you just kind of like probably, sleeping for a night? Just probably sleeping for a night. Cool. Maybe if you could suggest a good place to have dinner. Yeah. yeah, you should go to Momo's. Momo's? Um, yeah, it's like yeah. pizza as big as your head. That's like their logo, but it is That's like... It's not that big. Um, it's it's if bigger, you head, honestly. If you had a head the size of a large pizza, you'd be a <laughs> oh, fucking... Oh, slices. Right. It's slices right the there. size of your slices head. Slices the size. Slices the size. Ah, That's what is it is. slices? Or slices? It is. Okay. They're slices massive. as big as your head. Yeah, you so like an actual car. pizza is like bigger than this table. So like the first time I bought a pizza, I borrowed... My mom has a Miata, and I borrowed her car to... Pick up her pizza and bring it home for dinner, and I I couldn't fit it in her car. I had to ride with it on the roof with one hand of it on the top of her car and the other end. But yeah, Momo's in Tallahassee is a fabulous place to get pizza. It's I feel like it's the and, best I've ever and had. And tell like Manny ever. what he should get on his pizza too. Bradley sausage. Bradley's is a local sausage that's made in Tallahassee, and they only sell it there, and it's the best sausage ever. 
Um, and You've it's had got Bradley sage sausage in it. before? Oh yes, I used to sell it at you my soccer game in high school. Your soccer game in high school? Yeah, she that was like our sausages? fun. Yeah, we, well, they would make like sausage dogs, so that was like our fundraiser in high school for um, soccer. You would go out to games, and we would post up outside of Home Depot on weekends and sell Bradley sausage dogs. But at this, because it's all local, so they have this local pizza place called Momos where you can get pizza that's like yeah slice as big as your head and then you can get the local sausage you're on getting it. paid awesome. for a commercial I know you are. Come on, we're waiting for a free oh, pizza coming. at least a free pizza <laughs> at least yeah I hope they're listening because yeah it's the best oh, okay. so in the meantime you stood outside Home Depot as a high school kid I with did. a barbecue <laughs> I did making sausage what sausage, sausage dogs dog. instead of a hot dog so it's a hot dog with dog. a Bradley sausage in it exactly were, the, were you right next to all the day workers at Home Depot yes <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what they were at the time we were friends oh Okay. Now, how did you two guys meet? Because, Graham, you're not from there, right? No, I'm not. We met in Tallahassee. You're from Daytona. Yeah, Daytona What's wrong Beach with Daytona? Why did you leave Well, there? there's just not a music scene there, honestly. I'm, okay. I've, I thought I the Ormond brothers came from Daytona. They did. I guess but they, they left. They well. got the hell out of Daytona right. Beach real quick. They went to Macon, Georgia. That was a pretty happening spot for them. But I went to Tallahassee. Uh, I went to FSU, and I was in the music program there. That's where I met Daria. Uh, you were both in the music program? Yes. Mm-hmm. We lived down the hall from one another, okay. and... Uh, you know, the what, rest is history. What but were you studying? What I was aspect? studying jazz performance on the upright bass. And uh, I've always played a lot of different instruments, but I feel like that's a pretty uh, orthodox jazz instrument. You know, and it was yeah. something that I could get a degree in. But since I moved over here, I mean, jazz, obviously, New Orleans is the birthplace of jazz, period. Uh, but... I've played a lot of different kinds of music that I didn't expect to, and so did Daria. Yeah. I mean, were you, so. were you playing steel drums in school? I was. I went to school for classical piano at Florida State, and um, I also played in their steel band there. My high school actually had a steel drum band, so um, I was lucky it's enough a that Florida high State. School. They're yeah. making yeah. hot dogs, and <laughs> sausage dogs, yeah. and steel drums. Yeah, my. <laughs> What's my the name uh, of the school? Leon. Leon High School in Leon? Tallahassee. Yeah. It's just one name. Just one yes, name. Yeah. it is. Hi, I'm Leon. I'm going to have a school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, best school, I'm the best principal. school in town. I'm the principal and janitor. <laughs> <laughs> and I teach, I teach lab in the morning. Yeah, Leon actually, it was uh, built in the 1800s, and it's the oldest school in Tallahassee. So it's got like a lot of history to it, and it started out, um, I think, as an all-women's school, too. So um, it's, it's pretty established. It's the oldest school in town, and they had a fantastic arts program. They had a steel drum band. They now have a dance program and a guitar program. Who teaches the steel drum band? The same guy, Leon. Yeah. <laughs> no, his name's Mike. <laughs> why, why would you start a steel drum band in a high school? Yeah, what, and what I, is this guy? Is he from wherever well, the where are the steel drums you know, from? The Caribbean somewhere? Trinidad. Trinidad. And is I he from Trinidad? No, but it, what's funny is I met Mike, the current steel band director at Leon High School in Trinidad this January while I was there. So, so he got you hooked on it because he got hooked on the Trinidad. Well, no, he's just the current guy. Um, the guy recent. that was. What else did you get hooked on in Trinidad? That's what I want to know. Um, Chow. Soca fever. Chow is what they call. What is that? Um, chow is awesome. It's um, it's basically mango diced up really fine, and then it's like covered in garlic and cilantro, and it's like a really healthy little snack that they sell on street corners, and it's it's my favorite now. How um, much is a bowl of chow? It's like six tt is what they call it, um, which six is like t-t? one one dollar. Okay. Would Pretty chow good. go good with Bradley sausage? Oh, yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and a side of chow. Yes. Yeah. That would be and ideal. A slice. Yeah, the, is the chow as big as your head? No, the chow is not. That's just Momo's. <laughs> hey, Cindy, you've been traveling around, too. I have. You went to Africa, I see, according I to my information. Oh, this is my here. second time uh, in November. Did you run to Leon? 
Well, Mike, the steel drum teacher? I think we did have a Mike on our bus. <laughs> you went on a bus to Well, Ke- a to little, Kenya. it wasn't a bus. It was a, a you know, a little a safari vehicle. But uh, I went to the Serengeti the first time in, in um, Tanzania, and then we went up and traveled up to find the mountain gorillas, trekked up and found the mountain gorillas. That was wonderful. I spent my birthday doing that. And, spent uh, your birthday hanging out with gorillas. Mm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Did you find any gorillas? Oh, yeah. What do they look it, like? They look it, like the ones in the zoo? Like They are so healthy and shiny and very furry. You know, it's, a lot of ones in the zoo don't have a lot of hair or they're... They right. have thin, thinning, and they eat their own crap. <laughs> I didn't see any any of them. They weren't crap. doing that in the wild. They do that at the zoo. No, they do that at the zoo. They yeah. just because they don't have anything else to do. I, I guess that's what you do. That's yeah. Yeah. I guess that's normal. That's yeah. evolution, right? Yeah. And and um, anyway, so, it was a fantastic life changing so trip. It was it really life changing. How did it change? I, your life? I feel that it was. I well, I'm a actually a certified dog trainer and some behaviorist. So what happens is I went with a group of people who were all biologists, behaviorists, uh, authors of books, so forth. And what we would do is just sit in our vehicles and watch behavior all day. We would talk in the morning about what to look for, and then we'd go out. I could sit for hours just looking at a, a baboon or a lion or whatever and right. not get tired of it at all. Right. But the reason I think, and, and the main thing for me how life-changing it was, is that I finally got that... We are all animals. Humans are animals, of course. We're just human animals. And, and we're primates, to be particularly uh, directive. And people don't act that way because humans usually act like they're more important than, than others, other animals. But well, in we fact, think we are because we invented the iPhone and our And, and our behavior, yes, our behavior, the way we do our hands and how primates relate is hugging and kissing. And we have behavior... We behave the same as they do. Well, so you look at the apes and think how awesome they are, and the gorillas and the baboons. What do they think when they look at you? <laughs> they think I, I, I don't know no. what they're thinking. <laughs> what do you? No, 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 no. I think you must though, have some think, idea. They I run away. Do they come no, over to you? They're drawn to you. They're drawn to you. And they, they they're drawn just, to you because they're hungry or no, not at they all. Wanna, <laughs> they want to interact. They're with not. You. They're they're cor- they're not carnivores. <laughs> they're herbivores. You know. Are they but, really? But gorillas but they, don't eat meat. They eat uh, no. They oh, eat. They eat. They eat tree bark, don't they? I've seen they them eating eat, trees. They eat all kinds of trees and leaves and, and stuff like that. But and vegetables and yeah. They were curious about you. It was a, what's this now naked ape? Now don't look ape? this up and find out. Oh, she is so. Gorillas <laughs> are vegetarians. Is that what you're saying? That, well, I let they me just say this. They don't kill I'm, other animals. And I, I wouldn't bet my fa- my house on it, but I'm pretty, pretty Where, certain. Where's that your they house? Are. I feel that. Is it in a <laughs> Is it in a good spot that we would want? No, they. If any animal, if you see them, and they like even lions, if they've eaten, they're well, not going to be interested. No, in but them. lions are, lions kill animals and eat them. I know, but it's, what I'm saying is, are you saying is, the gorillas don't if they're hungry? Well, yes, obviously. Why would you go to all the trouble of killing an animal? Gorilla, if you gorillas hungry? kill animals. Gorillas kill other animals if they're being threatened. What is someone calling you or something? Yeah, there's somebody's calling. Who is it? Nobody. <laughs> Are you going to Google? Oh, do it's King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I want my phone back. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, you told me to turn it on. Yeah, yeah, you can keep it on. So, so gorillas, you're not sure that, they're, that they don't kill animals? I, honestly, I feel so stupid not knowing the complete answer to your question. Oh, but I would I could think be, you would, seeing I, I you know, went to Kenya exactly. and it changed your life. And you I could went be, twice. Didn't you go twice, you said? 
you guys, I am going to grill y'all on something. Y'all sure, just, y'all, go y'all ahead. I thought something. what you said was very insightful, Cindy. Well, I and I, I'm pretty, I, I would almost bet my Thank farm. Thank you, Graham. I would almost bet my farm. Okay. But what I, my point, let me just finish my point about right. animals in general. You're talking about, did they want to eat you? Is no, Animals don't want to eat you unless you threaten. I mean, if they're, hungry, they're hungry, if they're hungry, but the one, what I'm saying is when you go to <laughs> Africa, first of all, you can't get out of your vehicle. In the Serengeti or the Masamar or anything. You can like drive that. into the jungle you with can it. Drive gorillas into live. Well, jungles don't. We don't drive. You you trek up. They live up on the Virunga mountain range. They live in a couple of different places. But where we went was in um, in Rwanda. They're not wow. gorillas aren't. We went in. to Rwanda. Right. That was very. I've only seen that movie. That doesn't look that was too very attractive. intense because yeah. we went to the museum, uh, the genocide museum. Wow. And, um, How much is a genocide museum to get into? Don't know. <laughs> People are dying same, to get into it. Same, <laughs> same price as a chow. <laughs> you don't remember what you paid oh to get my in? God. No, I do not remember. Isn't that something that I didn't write that down? Well, I was wondering what genocide costs to look at. <laughs> oh, my God. You know? It's a strange thing, the Genocide Museum. The same as the Holocaust Museum and all these things. I mean, they're essential, I suppose, to remember. It just seems so macabre. World War II to, Museum? Yeah, the sure. World War II Museum right here or, you know, Auschwitz or whatever it is yeah, you can go yeah, into yeah. in Poland. Thank to observe it. You know, oh, have you ever been to that World War II Museum? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I, it's not very elderly friendly, if you ask me. With a lot of stairs, it's a this, lot of walking involved. Yeah, and like a, a lot of the work, you know, the posters and the artwork they have and, and the descriptions of, of these photos and stuff are such small type and stuff. Like mm. I took yeah, my, I took my I in-laws there a few years ago. Oh, and, yeah, uh, at the displays, you mean. Yeah, like they have the and it was like, because who's going to the World War II Museum? People who are, you know, certainly yeah. in the war. Are, oh, but man, well, don't, there aren't many don't they have left. an audio? They have like a little, you can get a cassette tape in a I, I would hope so, because uh, my poor father-in-law, he was, he was like, you know, the guy was blind anyway, so we had to like read it, and I could barely read it. It was just so, it was so dark. It All the exhibits were so dark. That's a good point. You know. I didn't think about that. So I don't really care for that. And I went to that uh, restaurant they have there. Oh, yeah. The canteen. Oh, the Amer- American, the American Sector. Can- yeah, American Sector, whatever it's called. Oh, that's nice. That, that's a nice place. You Uh-oh. like that place? I have to tell you, I'm Why sorry. Are you I'm touching change your Why are you touching me? Well, I haven't touched What, you use me as a napkin or something? <laughs> I looked up my gorilla herbivore, and they, yes. are, they are herbivores. Okay. But they, every Very now good. and then, if they have to eat job. an insect, they will. Is the way it, you know. Right. But, if but it's for, annoying. Are those just the monkeys or do gorillas? do that you know they they clean each other they pick That's the fleas I mean. they, 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 they they demonstrating because I'm a, a you're an omnivore you're an omnivore primate primates like to touch I like each to other touch and pick out stuff he doesn't look like he has any nits. He doesn't have any nits. Do you catch anything <laughs> off these other people working at Tulane? His wife. Uh, <laughs> some of them look. Some, some of them look a little questionable. A little lousy with with. Yes. Yeah, usually, it's usually the faculty. Right. More than the students. Uh, the students so are all these rich kids who can afford to, you know, to bathe in milk if they wanted. So, to. do you like anybody? Do I like I anyone? Mean you hate the professors and the students by the sound <laughs> of it. Who, who's over there that's nice to work with? Oh God, that's Gabrielle's been fired. Apparently, she couldn't handle it. Well, she she had actually actually Steve. Yeah. Who's Steve? Doesn't Steve work there? Siebel? I don't know. <laughs> the name is my neighbor. Oh, Steve's your neighbor. Steve. Yeah, he works Steve there. Steve and Elizabeth. Yeah, you my know, neighbors. really? Yeah, yeah oh, so Steve works yeah. at Tulane in the textbook department. Yeah, Steve. What is his other name? His other name? Siebel. Siebel, yeah, I think okay. Siebel. Oh, I've been his neighbor for, I don't know, 20 years or something. Oh, you're the one who won't fix the fence, right? <laughs> no, I'm not that he close. Keeps <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve's a good guy. He's nice. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's pretty curmudgeonly as well. 
Yeah, he is. He's he's yeah. He's uh, he doesn't like to do things much. No. Yeah, no, so that's a good team. You yeah, and Steve, right? exactly. Okay. Right, we're not winning any customer service <laughs> award. Let's just put it that so way. So what do you actually do there? I we mean, just deal. With, we deal with the professors and getting the books for their classes. So you order books. Yeah, we order, receive them. We have to deal with publishers. You know, because of course there's a new edition of the same book coming out right. every every week, and, and then there's the law school you got to deal with and their books, and then the the business school. And then the the, uh, the the English school, the all right, these well, schools. I mean, there's a lot of schools, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> right, okay. And so you buy the so someone if I'm a professor of something and I want a textbook for my class, I yeah. have to call you and you have to buy them. Do you have to approve them and make a deal with the publisher and all that sort of thing? Well, yeah, we have to do all sorts of. We have to find out how, what's the estimated enrollment, what's the past history of this book being bought, and then you know, then we have to put it out there for the student to go online and order the books and all that kind oh, of stuff for their classes. They have to get their schedule, you know. And but the good thing about this job is I'm only really busy like three months out of the whole year. That and is uh, good. So you got nine months. Nine so months. I go run for mayor. I can go yeah. on my interview. I could do this. Right. And they don't care know? what you do. They're not asking you. They're not, they're not no, a they punch the clock type of no, Well, not really. Okay. So should we talk, let's talk about politics in a minute. Sure. But first of all, let's make the Diary and the Hip Drops play something. Oh. What okay, do you think? Sure. Okay. I, yeah. so I like I'll so go get another drink. Yeah, so I'll I'll like that. Okay. So then, Great. so we have two giant uh, steel drums here. And how many people are in the band normally? to call it a flexible machine really because okay so <laughs> well what's so a it's a, it's you know it's me and my songs and then Graham uh, plays with me all the time he has to he doesn't have a choice but he would like to anyways um, so it's always the two of us and typically there's four of us total but we do play a lot of festivals and so I like to bring on my two extra horn players for festivals okay. um, so it really can go anywhere from just like the two of us to six or seven of us but and this is your band you're writing all the songs I am and singing them yes okay. Graham helps yeah we write songs together oh, you do okay so what get that in there Graham get that so what kind of music if someone said what, what kind of music is it man um, I would say man it's pretty genre defying <laughs> because I'm pretty genre defying I mean when it comes down to it when you have uh, de- things like iTunes and Amazon where you have to use like your typical classification system I usually put it online as alternative pop because that's that's what it is it is pop music it's upbeat um, it's danceable and it's singable but it's not like your typical what you would hear on the radio which is like both good and bad um, it's got a lot of Caribbean influence and it has a lot of rock and funk influence yeah, and it's got pop slash funk aesthetic. Yes. There you go. That's what it says on Facebook. So, yeah, that's right. Well, Someone's so been looking up my right. website. I just copied and pasted that right off of Facebook. <laughs> it must be right if it's from the internet. Yeah, and I've heard friends. <laughs> I've had friends tell me, "Oh, you guys are kind of like new wave reggae." I've had other people say Carib pop, like Carib- Caribbean and pop put together. So lots of different things. Um, but like most comparable, I look to artists like Givers um, out of Lafayette In and Santa Gold. Thing. I love the Tom Tom Club. So stuff that has a lot of like world influence, but is like very accessible in a pop and rock aesthetic. The very best. Is another new group that yeah, we really like. Yeah. And where do you play in New Orleans? We play around town. Um, our next show in town is at the Creole Tomato Festival at the Mint in the French Quarter on Sunday, June 12th at 4 p.m. We play at Gasa Gasa. We love Chikiwawa. Um, we played at the Ace Hotel recently. Um, so just random events around town. We've done the Wednesday at the Square things before. We always do French Quarter Fest, um, Merleton Fest in the Bywater. So I, I love doing festivals. And as far as venues, Chikiwawa is probably my favorite. But, yeah, we really you know, love Chikiwawa. Yeah, we like One-Eyed Jack. 
hats. We like to patina when they like us. We <laughs> like yeah. Gasa Gasa. Do you like anywhere you get paid, or is there something? Oh yeah, I, I love fun. places where I get yeah. paid. Yeah, right. That's what I would think. But we uh, like some places just because they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like Chicky Wawa's cool. Is Tips cool yeah. to play at still? Tips so is cool to always, play at. I love Jehu who does sound there. He is oh, it's fabulous. The best. You Tipitina's know. is top notch. It is. It really is. What about House of Blues? Did you, I guess you don't get to play oh, the House of Blues. Oh, uh, you know, we have. Yeah. Uh, I like to call it the House of Rules myself <laughs> because it's like they dictate your set times. I mean, I might get put on blast from the House of Blues for this, but uh, but I really don't care. It's all kind of dictated and. and it's corporate. And, it it's, is, it but is they have. Close. But on the plus side, they definitely they have their act together. You They've know, got and it's good very hospitality. Well yeah, and that's super important. Right. Yes. Okay, so what are you going to play for us today? You have a record out, by the way. Can we steal something off yes, Spotify? Yes, we do. Yes, you can. Um, yeah, I have my record, Hypnotic, which we released in September. Everywhere online, it's on Facebook and iTunes and Amazon and Tidal, any like digital distributor that you can think of. Okay. But we're playing a song off it called Battleship that we're going to do just with my steel pans acoustic and with Graham's acoustic guitar. All right, let's check it out. All right. Battleship. Yeah. The name of the band is Daria and the Hip Drops. I suppose that means that Graham is a hip drop. Check it out off the and the hypnotic is spelled H I P notic by the way not H Y P. If you're looking to steal it off of Spotify, okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah, are you? Is everybody ready?
goodness. Fantastic. Nice going. What do you think, Manny? I like it. Cindy? Delightful. Yeah, you guys, that was great. Hey, bring that guitar over here. Graham, I've got one more thing for you to do in just a second. Sorry, that was a, that was surprising, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. Thank it was you. Really fresh, very fresh, and very nice. Thanks. Very nice. Very fresh. It's a song about uh, sinking someone's battleship. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's really cool. Thank you. Very Thank you. Yeah. yeah, a whole bar Thanks, like that. Awesome. Thank you. Guys. Okay, the name of the album is Hypnotic. H I P N O T I C. If you want to go that's find right. it, and steal it off of Spotify. So now, yes. Graham. You have to play a little bit of music behind me while I read these uh, commercials. Okay. And then we're going to come back and talk about politics with Manny and really? figure out okay. what's going on. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. So just play anything, uh, you know, that what sounds like that would make people buy things. <laughs> Thanks very much to the following people who have made today's show possible. Starting off with Uber. If you find yourself a few drinks in and you need a ride home, Uber is the smartphone app that connects you with a ride at the tap of the button. It's safe, it's easy, it's reliable. You can request a ride at any time and a car comes directly to you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go and download the Uber app. Your driver knows exactly where to go and payment is completely cashless. Wherever you're headed, count on Uber for a ride. You don't need a reservation, you just need to download the app. And when you do download the app, if you don't already have it, write Happy Hour Nola in the promotions section of the app, and you'll get a free ride up to 20 bucks for your first ride on Uber if you don't have Uber. Dari, do you have the Uber app on your phone? I don't, but I will now get after right hearing now. this. Yes, go to Uber.com. Oh, not Uber.com. Go to the App Store or I have it. Google Play. You got it already? Well, yep. you lost it. Manny, you don't have it, I bet. Do no, I don't really. So no get, one's driving me. You anyway. get your first ride for $20. Yeah. Happy Hour Nola. That's right, the promotion section. Thank you, too, to Basic Swimming Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, as well as workout and yoga clothes with Superstar. Basic Swimming Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue, and just down two blocks or so from there on Magazine Street, on the same side of the street from the riverside, is May's Guitar and Sisters in Christ Record Shop, where you'll find thousands of records and books and a huge range a huge array of vintage guitars, vacuum tube amplifiers, and effects pedals from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Whether you've never picked up a guitar in your life or you've been playing forever, you'll find a gem at May's Guitars. They're off Jefferson, just on the other downtown side of Jefferson Avenue on Magazine Street. And finally, thank you to... Good job, Graham. This is very nice. Yes, very thank nice. Thank you to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven... I could use that. ...to prevent <laughs> a hangover. Go to the Hangover Destroyer website... It's hdestroyer.com, and you write happy hour in their coupon code, and you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, so you two can seize the dawn. Thank you very much. I go to basics all the time. I you love it. You go to basics. Hey, I love it. Tell them we sent you. I will. This is I'll the cure for a hangover right here. This Another is drink. the cure for a hangover. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer, many I don't need no destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> who are, who is this woman over here with the camera? Allison Moon. She's Allison. a photographer. Oh, okay. Why, what uh, do you think? You were uh, just wondering if there's some I, sort of I haven't seen her work. I, I, she's just, she, in. She I'm going to go get taken. another cocktail. I'll be yeah. right back. Yeah, okay. Are you going to go get a drink, Graham? Okay, yeah. do you want anything, uh, Daria? I'm okay. Okay. Graham's going to go. We have a lot of Graham's here. This is Graham up as you said. This person. Oh, okay. So now it's all come clear, right? It's very confusing. You know, Cindy, uh, i got a question for you in a minute. Yes. When I was, um, they, they, these two were so delightful. But when I and I was telling them because I lived in Nashville for quite some time and doing doing my music, and I did I wrote this song actually af- after the first time in Africa called Animals. Do you, which, do you, can you remember how to play it? <laughs> well, I, I I could probably sing it a cappella. You just don't a want little, the guitar. 
No. Okay, you want to sing it? Yeah. Okay. Sing it. Here Let's we go. It. It's called Animals. It has a little, y'all might be able to help me out. Yeah. We live in the mountains. We live in the deep blue sea. High in the desert. Run wild in the Serengeti. Some live in the moment. Never asking why. True to heart and nature of the earth and sky. We're animals, animals. All of us animals, animals. Ah, yeah. Animals, animals. All of us animals, animals. Hey, nice. Yeah. Right. You've got a pretty cool voice there. Singing. Oh, thank you. So you were a singer-songwriter too. Mm -hmm. And why did you stop doing that? To become a dog well, trainer. Well, I've you done both? it for many years, and I, I just kind of put it on the back burner at the moment. I left Nashville. I'm here. I still sing and write. I, I may actually do a little something here, but I was actually an oil painting major in college, and so I'm painting. I'm doing some painting now. Oh, you can do but I, I love, I love uh, so you music. you paint, sing, host a radio show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? She's a Jill I'm of all trades, as it were. I'm an expressor of feelings, as I said. You know, it's a good thing about being an artist, though. Your career never ends. It, it might stop. You can never retire. Yeah, you never no. retire. <laughs> like I've been acting since I was a kid, because I'm from Hollywood. Grew up in Are Hollywood, really? so yeah. it's kind of born. You're born into it, kind uh -huh. of thing. Were your family in the movie business? Uh, my dad was an opera singer. Wow. And cool. he got, he um, he told me not to go into show business. <laughs> he said, "They're not going to show yeah. business." So I went into politics instead. Oh, sure. Did you really <laughs> go into politics other than your runs for mayor, which seemed to be sort of um, more of sort of an ironic rather than serious? Or were they serious? Well, they were pretty serious. Are you going to do it again then? I don't know. We'll see. We'll this see. is the time when we really need a new mayor who knows yeah. what he's doing. Or she. Yeah, I he don't know. Well, Mitch, Mitch just like, I think like a lot of mayors, a lot of presidents or the second term is always just like they think they don't give a fuck anymore so that's yeah. what's happened here yeah yeah so that's what's going on Lame he keeps duck. patting his back for all this uh stuff that he's accomplished but that stuff is because of katrina money and that's yeah. when nagan was uh right when nagan was well, uh, i'm worried yeah. about this landrew guy because we i mean what is going to happen to new Orleans? He, he's the crime he rate is getting worse and my worse wife worse. swears he wants to be sheriff he wants Gusman's He job. wants that job. Well, he could have it today by the look of it. <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah, what happened? Looks like they're going to fire Marlon Gusman. I don't know. Well, he they said, should. Somebody said in court in some sort of hearing today, so he was an expert on the jail, that he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. They have no clue, I think, was the exact quote. But he's, I'm sure he doesn't have a clue. Why would somebody want to go from being the mayor of a city and he was the lieutenant governor of the state to running a jail? I mean, what does your wife do? Is she in politics? No. She's, uh, she's a graphic designer. Okay, so she might know something. I don't know. I mean, she might know. She's the one who said it, you know. Do you, I don't know. That sounds a bit unlikely. I, mean, I think he has higher aspirations than that, but he certainly isn't doing much Well, what else is he going to have to be governor? He's not going to be governor. He's going to have to wait eight years to right. become governor. So what would you, what's he going to do next, then? I don't know what he's going to do, you know? He, have you ever seen him? He rides at, he's a, he dresses up in the little, he, he's a big cycles, cyclist right. enthusiast or whatever. Right, right. I saw yeah. him once going down Calhoun Street near campus. And he had like he was dressed like one of those Italian cyclists. He had a little hat on, yeah. and a little Cinzano shirt. Yeah. You have to. You have to. And he said, "Hey, Manny, how you doing?" I said, "Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you." So he you knows know. you by name. Yeah, I, I've, I've known Mitch. You're on first name terms with Mitch. Uh huh. I knew him uh, when he was lieutenant governor. I met him during at some forum or debate. I don't know. You get to go to these because things. you got you were in the whole thing. 
Well, the, yeah. You get to know all these people. Yeah, you get to know them. Yeah, you get to know them. So uh, did you meet, ne- you obviously met Negan. Yes, met so did Nagan. you have any clue how stupid Negan was when you met him? Negan, the first took us a long time. In 2002, he seemed like the golden boy. He was know? great. Yeah, he was great. He was, you know, he had it right. You know, where I was like uh, shaking babies and kissing hands, he was doing the opposite. Well, you that's know? where he got yes. it right. I, I learned from Ray. So early. I voted for you in 2006 when you it was did? you versus Negan. This, uh, after Katrina, right? Yeah, yeah. and because I thought, it, I mean, I thought, what a great idea to vote for you. And then I was shocked. I mean, I really was shocked when I saw the results and how many votes you got. What, yeah. Do you remember how many there were? I think it was like 100 or something like, like that. I thought it was like 117 or yeah, something. Yeah, 117. I couldn't votes. believe that. I was but you know, hey, one listen, of 117. I thought you could have thousands. 2002, let me tell you something. 2002, there was 20 candidates. I finished 13th. 2006, there was 20 candidates. I finished 10th. Okay. 2010, I finished ninth. At this rate, if I keep running, <laughs> I'll be like 80 years old. I'll be mayor. Okay, you know? gonna be the mayor. it's a numbers you know? game it's at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is the funniest thing. I go to the market. I go pick up my kid from school. I meet people, total strangers, who come up to me and go, "I voted for you, man. I voted for it." So since 2002, I believe I've met about. 20,000 people who said they voted for me. Well, you know so what? So how come I only I, had 170 I'll tell you votes. what, the system must be rigged to hell because I honestly did vote for you. I swear to God I voted well, for you. Well, thank you very much. I voted for you. Well, it was just the runoff, wasn't it? It wasn't the... It wasn't the it was, was there a runoff for Negan or was it just one? No, I, I can't remember now. No, I think there was a runoff between him and Mitch Landry. There was. There was. I was just time. really, really shocked when I... What is Graham doing with a hip flask? Yeah, baby, yeah. What is she up to? Pass that over here. Like a good gram. Hey, Dollface. Dollface, pass that over here. She's ignoring me. So, so Manny. Yes. Could it be rigged if we all voted for you and you got 117 votes? Hey, you know, nothing would surprise (laughs) me. It doesn't seem, because I saw her. Nothing would surprise me. I think if you do one thing that needs to be done in this city that nobody is getting done, but do it before you get, just do it. Now. now, because you're who you are, uh-huh. like figure somehow to get fix all the potholes yourself, or Pot whatever for, the case I may mean, be. Well, I mean, was it potholes? Davis, yeah, Some, Davis had the potholes. Yeah. Something that would be like where everyone would, you can, then you could say that you know that you I did, did. I was the guy who did, did that. Well, so did I think that's okay. what like that guy Georges wanted to do. He's a rich businessman. He says, "Oh, this is kind of what Trump's doing. I know how to solve things. I make money. Yeah. I make right. money. You know, I'm going to solve this." Just, just prove one that. thing you can do that nobody else has done, which is many. Probably a very small thing could, would mean a lot. Yeah, I guess well, the so. potholes is a good idea. So. But mm-hmm. do you have an answer for that? I mean, is there a, even a theory about how to fill in a pothole other than fill it in? Well, yes. yeah, Graham pot. Pot. No. <laughs> pot for potholes. <laughs> I'm stealing, uh, who is it? Uh, Davis Rogan? J- yeah, Davis Rogan. Oh, Davis Rogan. That campaign. guy ripped me off. Oh. And Uh-oh. that show yeah. Tremé ripped me well, off, come too. come on. What Go sense? That, that no. show Tremé, yeah. my slogan, Trouble Man for Troubled Times, they have the Davis oh, Rogan right. character. He goes out. There's a scene. My wife and I are watching this because everyone's watching it because it's about New Orleans, you know. And he's at a bar going, I'm a desperate man for desperate times. Oh, like, I think Oh, that where do they... Get that okay. from. But that might yeah. have just been a jab, but I think pot for potholes. I mean, come on, Louisiana. Get with it. Look <laughs> yeah. at Colorado. I mean, get with it. No, Louisiana is last in everything. Don't you oh, understand? Well, they're going to no, be last to legalize it. They're going to be oh, the last to fix the streets. Even Mississippi is ahead of us on this You know what one. I, I mean, love, though? Shit. I love when you go down these bump, these streets with have like thousands of little potholes, and then they come and they 
fill them up. Yeah, so now they're not potholes anymore. They're just bumps now. Yeah. <laughs> they're just thousands of little bumps now. So I don't know what's worse for your car. But what the worst thing is is that two weeks from now, the, it's a pothole again right. because they're, yeah. not, they're not putting something in they're there that keeps it from breaking up It's just again. a band-aid. Right. Just a Grant, band-aid. can I ask yes. you how many times potholes comes up on this podcast? Uh, on not this, that this many, video. actually. Tell you really? the truth. Chris, do we have That's many conversations <laughs> No, I just, no. I just, it didn't. Have, it wouldn't even have to be potholes. But anyway, that is a big problem. But it could be something. Are we talking problem. about Jesus? Or? If I had to list like a top ten of things that mean New Orleans to me, potholes would be pretty close. Yeah. Up to yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's not like yeah. in my top. Top five. Top five. Top five of things you love about New Orleans. Distinct. When I I first moved here, I saw these T-shirts saying "Third World" and "Proud of It." You thought that was a joke? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, you know. In third world countries, the kids know how to read and write and do oh. arithmetic, you know? At least they know that. You Man, know, here, it's like they can't even do that. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I think, I think uh, like I said. Well, I've got a math question for you. What's that? Oh, no. My worst subject. If I, is it, if hundred only 117 people voted for you yeah. and all these thousands In of people said election, they did, yeah. then how come you have 88,000 plus views on your YouTube video with Henry Rollins? Well, because. 88,000. Well, because that's Manny Chevrolet. That's Henry Rollins, though, too. Those are Henry Rollins fans, Right, too. but how could we not translate that into a... Why didn't Henry Rollins do a campaign for you? How do you know him? Oh, I knew Henry back in L.A. He, um, this woman I used to do short films with, Modi, yeah. um, she shared an office with him. He's a real businessman, that Henry Rollins. Yeah. He's a real... He bought, up, he bought up all these uh, catalogs of like, he bought up Devo's catalog, he bought up all these catalogs wow. of bands, oh, wow. and just making money off of them, all the publishing no and stuff like wow. that. Yeah. And he's sort of like a rebel type character. He comes yeah, apart, that's he's his a persona. poet, he's a punk rocker. I right. remember, see, he was great when he was a punk rocker, but then he started doing this like spoken word stuff, and you know, wheel, wheel, rolling wheel, angry man I am, <laughs> look at me, I sweat. Stand up comedy. Yeah, and then his stand up too, he'd, he'd make it a joke. You know. I don't know. He did stand up, did he? Yeah. Graham, you're on. But that's, that is a funny video. That. that is a funny video. It is funny. It's, it's like you, him teaching Henry, you Henry's a real, like, you know, He's a huge guy. workout enthusiast, and I, I was playing the Manny Chevrolet part, like yeah, the guy's smoking funny. and all that, and yeah, you could see it on YouTube. So I'm just wondering how you can get 88,000 views on that and not come up with a campaign that would have got more than 117 votes. It doesn't seem possible. Hey, I don't. What happened? <laughs> I don't Who's know. Who's your campaign man? manager? We need some. Uh, it was Miss Tilly for that election. Miss Tilly, uh, who is a lusher mom. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, and she's she's got a really loud, loud voice. But uh, maybe you need someone with a bit of experience. Well, well, Manny, maybe the NSA was shutting you down. Who knows? Well, I think Frank. <laughs> Fra- yeah, Frank Donzi, the, the ex Times writer. He he put it best. It's just like. You know, you get all these yahoos and all that who want to come and try to get, a, you know, what was it? Are you, how long have you lived here? 25. Okay, years. I heard there's a story about some guy who, who ran for mayor and his whole platform, his whole campaign was getting, getting a gorilla in the zoo. <laughs> there you go. They had no That's gorilla. That's whole point. They had, I like you need an issue. They yeah. had no gorilla yes. and he didn't win. He didn't even get that many votes. But like a year later, there was a gorilla in the zoo. You know? That's Cindy's exact point. Yeah. Cindy, why is your name spelled S-I-N and not C-I-N? It's my father's idea. It's Cynthia with an S. And so mm. translated into Cindy, it's Cindy with an S. So I'm a birth Cynthia. certificate that so way. You sp- so it's spelled S-Y-N-T-H-I-A, your yeah. real name. Mm-hmm. And that looks like sin, S-I-N. looks like you're a stripper. I know, like little sin. It only takes yeah. a little sin. Yeah. 
That's what I thought you were going to mm. look like a stripper before I, I saw this. I was surprised when I well, saw you walk in that you just have regular I could, clothes you on. Know, I, yeah. <laughs> That's her yeah. prerogative. Do, do people, <laughs> other people think that or is it just me? Well, she's in I her daytime clothes. I don't know. They don't tell me right? if they, they don't do. Oh, they okay. don't tell me that. All right. yeah. it's, I've never seen anyone with that. They have name. asked me if I sin a lot. Well, okay. So where's your dad from? Uh, Doretta, Louisiana. Doretta, Louisiana. Mm. Oh, my. So you're a country girl. Well, yeah. So Comparatively where is, speaking. Where is Deritter exactly? It's uh, 20 miles from Texas and about 40 miles from the Gulf, north of Lake Charles. It's probably closer oh. now, right? Yeah. And that's really why I came back to this area because my mother still lives there. And she I, lives in Lake Charles? No, she lives in Deritter. Deritter. Yeah. Well, that's mm. like five hours from here. Four hours, yeah. Sorry, four hours. And that's I just, so you know, what's well, the, I had lived in L.A. and Nashville, so that was, that I guess was you're a lot closer. longer. Yeah. I, can't, I got hey, closer. Hey, hey, hey. I got Enough closer. for you. Enough for you. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, I got closer, and there, I can still do pretty much everything I've done elsewhere. What are you doing here? Are you training dogs? I, I really am not training dogs anymore. I got really burnt out on the people, to tell you the truth. Because, you know, training... It's like the textbook world. Dogs people is, are... The, I tell you, people, people are horrible. Are well, really have people no are much harder people. to train than dogs like, really, are, you know. Like, in yeah. about, uh, after this show is over, I'm going to have no use for you whatsoever. That's yeah. right. No, that's <laughs> well, your slogan, right? <laughs> right? People are horrible. People yeah. are horrible. People are horrible. Maybe Penny Chevrolet. But I've done some fun things. You know, I, I basically took my music and I put it all on digital because I had it all on the old style stuff, tapes, mm-hmm. CDs. And now I've done that. And then I, I um, actually it's on SoundCloud. I am on SoundCloud. So you could go there. and. What do we look for? My name. Cindy. S-I-N-D-Y Scalfie. So what's S-C-A-L-F-I. a Saturday night in Deritter like? We always say it's Saturday night in Deritter. Yeah, what is it? I mean, was it a population like 40 we people don't go, We have the best food. My family, we have the best food. We have the best drinks. We have the best... Co- we, we is just, it your house? You're talking my about. sister's. This is actually at my sister and brother-in-law's house. So we'd have to go to your sister's house? Yeah. All y'all, right. y'all all come? We'll go to, you know. I'm okay with that. All right. Yeah. All right. That, yeah, a pool, you know, that's Ooh, it's sort of oh, like pool. a little. Okay. It's, sort, on the pool. it's yeah. sort of like a little country club in a small town. Okay, know. can we bring the steel drums and everything? These steel drums are so cool. They're yeah. awesome, right? I, I okay, love so that sound. I, I love, love a pool. Sound. Are there so going to be some fruges at the uh, at the <laughs> at the party? Being close to Lake Charles, I'm sure you know some fruges. Oh, I know what, yeah. my, my best friend was a fruge. Which what one? Her name was Elizabeth Frugier. Okay. Well, I mean, there's got to be, what, 800,000 oh, yeah. more? <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you pick on Frugier, Graham? Well, just, I know a lot of Frugiers. Well, our know. trumpet player is a Frugier. Yeah, we know a Frugier, but he's really? from Florida. But I, I play with Zachary Richard. Uh, Do you? Yeah. Wow. He does. That's a cool so, gig. Yeah, yeah, people apparently know him. Yeah, people out, out in Richard West Louisiana. Zachary is a big deal. I guess so. I don't know. He but was the biggest but the drummer deal. at the time is Dudley Frugier, and he's yeah. the drummer yeah. in the... Frugé family mm-hmm. band, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and he was like, I was, I, I met a Frugé here in New Orleans, and I was like, oh, do you know Dudley? He was like, there's a thousand Frugés. What do you? Like, yeah. yeah. So how did you get a gig with? Uh, Sounds like a disease. Oh, or just a phone call. It was just a friend of a friend who plays piano with him. David Torkinowski, a buddy of mine, plays piano with him, and they were looking for a bass player, and. Yeah, well, that must think pretty him. highly of you because Torkinowski knows everybody. Well, he yeah. does he's certainly know awesome everybody. Piano player. Yeah, and Zachary Richard takes it very seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah certainly. I mean, so I can't. So you must think be pretty good. I've, I don't know. That's Apparently what they tell right. me. Yeah, yeah. What Bill Summers say when we played with oh, him? Oh yeah. So there was. We Bill went Summers to a show. That, you're good too. Yeah. Well, there was an event that we went to that I Bill Summers said, "There's so many talented people in the in the audience. <laughs> you know, people were coming." I said, "I'd love to come up and sit on bass." He said, "Well, are you good?" And I was like, 
I, Graham's I very think I'm humble. good. Graham's and he was like, humble. oh, I haven't done hard. And he was like, yeah. okay, come up. And he was like, I didn't realize and that. And he was impressed. Yeah, well. He okay. was very impressed. But, you know, presumptions. You know, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. And then after Graham played and wowed everyone, he was like, next time someone asks you if you're good, if you're good you say, you, hell yeah. I'm good. I'm the best. I'm yeah. the, so well, I'm the Bill best. Bill Summers is a pretty uh, a pretty, pretty good reference to have, too. Yeah. Along with David talking well, about Zachary anyway. Richard, I tell you, you must be damn good. Graham won't be going to, what, you're doing the France tour again Yeah, we're going in August France every summer. See, that's I one thing. I stay here and chill by okay. the pool that I can't yes. Because right. I imagine some New Orleans people, some Louisiana people listen to this radio show. I think no. Zachary, Richard, <laughs> Zachary Richard is certainly more popular in Canada and in France right. than he is in Louisiana. Well, he lives in Canada. And I think that's a shame. Well. No, he lives in Scott, Louisiana. He still lives there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So does Allison Moon. Oh, Allison, really? there you go. Well, Does right she right know any Frugés? Right next to the best stop. <laughs> Do you know really? Eric Vogel? Oh, yes. Yeah. I know Eric Vogel. Because I have him on my list. When I put my, I'm going to have a band party. I'm going to put my songs I want to do. I'm going to ha- have some best musicians I can Call get. me. I will. Now I've got two. Come on. I'm so very excited. Do, do you get boo down from the best stop or <laughs> from Billings? I'm a big fan of the best stop. Best stop. I'm a oh, best yeah. stop guy. Well, I thought that Zachary Richard had moved to Canada. No. Well, he has a true. he has a place in Canada, and he has. But he lives in Scott, Louisiana. In wow, that's Scott, Louisiana. He's a Louisiana okay. boy through and through. But uh, I've been mm. honored to get to play with him. God, yeah, and, that's uh, so awesome. And uh, but Dudley Fruge, the band is really phenomenal. You know. Um, but we, anyway, should we make these guys play another <laughs> song, man? He said yeah, what you think. Sure. Okay. You want to do right, one more? We're going to do it. Sure. Okay. What are you playing this time? What are we playing, Graham? What do you want to play, Graham? Sure. Okay. <laughs> she knows exactly what she yeah, wants. Yeah. Okay. Dedicated to the Frugés. <laughs> this one goes out to, to the, which Frugé? Riccio Frugé. <laughs> Dedicated to Riccio Frugé. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the song? Uh, you want so hard? Yeah. Let's do that. Whatever you want. This, um, Anything you want. Yeah. Let's do the song. It's called So Hard. Um, yeah, yeah, and it is also baby. on the album Hypnotic. It's on Hypnotic? Uh, yeah, okay. which you can find on Spotify and all this stuff. And all make right. sure, too, you know, like, if you like what you're hearing, you want to make sure you like us on Facebook and all that stuff. Because okay. we need people to follow us if they want to keep up with our shows and all the new music we put out. But Hypnotic is H-I-P-notic. Yeah, pun. And the band is Daria and the Hip Drops. Yes, okay, with, an, with an ampersand because we're fancy. But, you know typical like web domain names you have to write it all out so right. if you're looking for the website and the facebook it's daria and the hip drops all spelled out all right thank you let's check it out so hard
Yes. Yeah, the whole bar. Look at this. Everyone loves that. How great. Man, that's good. Daria and the hip drops. So hard off of hypnotic. Okay. I mean, you can catch them at where? At the Creole Tomato Festival. Yeah. If you're listening to this after the Creole Tomato Festival, is there like a website? You don't have a website. We do have a website. Asteriaandthehipdrops.com. And we're on Instagram. Yeah, we uh, are Instagram at hipdropdontstop. And on Facebook at dariaandthehipdrops.com. Okay. Are you, what are, you, are you recording new stuff all the time? All the time. Graham actually used to record at, um, he used to work at Fudge Recording Studio as an engineer and a session musician. But now okay. uh, Trombone Shorty has acquired the, the studio. The so yeah. uh, now that Trombone it's Trombone Shorty owns Fudge. Now, what happened to Tom Drummond? Is he still here? Exactly. Well, um, he's got his own studio, Melville Studios right yeah, now. Yeah, but so Tom, Tom and company sold it. So Troy has it now. So yep, um, And it's no longer, I think it's like for his personal use. So we're really recording out of our apartment now, which yeah. is really interesting. Good for the neighbors with the steel drums. They love it. They, yeah. you know, they do. I'm they like, do you realize that people pay a lot of money for this? You guys are quite privileged. Yeah. I don't know if they feel. The are same you writing way, on these things? Do you write on steel drums? I do. Um, I since I went to school for piano, I actually mostly write on piano. But um, you know, I do write on my pans, and simply because of the layout of the notes, the layout is different. I actually have another tenor pan too, which is one single pan. So that's a completely separate layout. So just the instrumentation of like how a piano versus a, car, right. a guitar versus tenor pan or these are called double seconds are laid out it really affects the way you write and like your chord choices and how you would choose to harmonize because like for example on here like I have one whole tone scale in one pan and another whole tone scale in the other so I, on a piano like where I have like C and C sharp and D right next to each other here I have G next to my C and on the other side of G I have E flat and on the other side of my E flat I have a B so it's like not all next to each other so just simply the layout of it like really affects like kind of your note choices so it takes your sort of creativity in a different way it does and I will like intentionally sit down to write um, on my pans versus like a keyboard sometimes if I <laughs> if I feel like I'm struggling to find something new I'll just like sit down and start playing until I come up with something just like based on the layout out when you like touring, do, do those do you carry those in a case? Oh my gosh! Um, I, so I flew with my pants for the first time with, yeah, for this we did Key our West first festival. Fly date and actually, um, so I bought a tenor pan over Christmas for myself. So a tenor pan is just single. Um, so I fly and tour with my single tenor pan because it's lighter. So these I have flight cases which are like really sturdy, heavy yeah. duty plastic. Um, and Southwest, thank God, um, will do two checked bags for free. So a lot of musicians fly with Southwest because of that and because you can check your instrument. But Because um, they're so comfortable, Southwest. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> but that being said, Southwest Airlines, y'all familiar with... Uh, with Quintron, New Orleans. Oh, he yeah, was on sure. United, I, know, I, know I think. Quintron. They, br oh, they broke his, uh, his I'm pretty buddy. sure it was United. Yeah, his drum buddy broke yes. recently. Like, I saw him Tragic. post that on Facebook last week. So I'm, like, super paranoid yeah. about flying with my drums. But, like, I just take my pen tenor pan, and I had that on Southwest because I was able to check it for free, and thank God it came out in one piece. But, yeah, like, flying, you typically want to do, like, Wouldn't two cases. Wouldn't it be smarter, though, just to send your instruments ahead, like FedEx totally. or something? Totally. Um, so, get this. Like, I was playing with uh, Jimmy Buffett's Coral Reefer band this time last Shameless year. Shameless plug. And, um, yeah. mm -hmm. So, you play I'm, with Jimmy Buffett? I don't play, you play with, with Jimmy Jack Buffett. You play with Zachary You guys are like, hey. One day, one I play day with I myself, I, <laughs> I hope Jimmy is listening. I is. Jimmy Buffett actually, like, listed me as one of his favorite bands on an interview he did at the American Young Library band. in Paris. Wow. And I haven't gotten to play with him yet, him. but I really hope to. I'm a big fan. But How many I, margaritas did he have then? 
He was Zero, in Paris. hopefully. <laughs> so he was drinking champagne. Yeah, and right. Wine or but um, but uh, no, I did a tour with just the members of the Coral Reefer Band. Um, actually, for uh, for a you company did they the were Coral, What did you there. say? The Coral Reefer Band. That's like his backup oh, band. Okay. They were doing their own tour, and I accompanied them with a band they were opening with and played on some of their sets. So their guy, Robbie Greenwich, who's a Trini, and he plays double double tenor, which is like the same uh, the same size as these. He flew, yeah, he flew, and then like you were mentioning, he had his stuff FedEx before he got there, but lo and behold, FedEx also lost like his stands in the trip. So when he got there, he was still like kind of screwed from it. He figured it out because he's Robert Greenwich and he's amazing, and he ended up using like the drummer had an extra snare stand. So he rigged two snare stands up and got some wire and like, you know, like Jerry rigged his pan to work on the snare stands. But yeah, like I just feel like with the way like flights and shipping companies are like you, you never know. So even shipping his in advance with tracking, they lost his. And even like supposedly, I remember he said that FedEx had told him that his shipping label came off. So they didn't have the location where to send it to. So I feel like anytime like flying with instruments or traveling with transporting them is always like gives me a panic attack a little bit. It's a crapshoot. It is. How much are these steel drums to buy? Mine I got for 1500 and I got them used from a pan tuner called Darren Dyke who um, switches his time between Paris and Austin. Um, but typically like there's a guy in Pensacola, Alan Coyle, that's a pan maker and his new drums will go for like two to three grand. So, yeah, it, it varies. It I mean, varies. you're not going to buy. It. Do you replace them, or do these last a lifetime? Because something goes wrong. I've had um, no. The last forever, you have to get them professionally tuned. So I can't tune them because it'll a big guy with like a hammer will come in and like bang the notes out of them. You know, so um, I have to get them professionally tuned. But I've had these since I was like 20 or 21. So they've lasted me about 10 years so far. And I don't. I mean, they're pretty sturdy. Like they're made of steel. You've you know? only had them tuned in that 10 years. You tuned. I've them had them tuned twice oh, in 10 years. Oh, okay. So you have to go to Pensacola. Yeah. But it's on what the way to Tallahassee, so I drop place. them off on the way home and right. then come back. It's a strange place for someone to make steel pans to live, actually. Pensacola. Did he move there oh. for the beach or something? Or was he from? <laughs> That's the air base <laughs> there. Know, I don't remember where he's from. The yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he did the... Ellie Minette was his uh, mentor. And Ellie Minette is a really uh, important Trinidadian that lives on Virginia Beach now. And he was okay. a huge composer and like pioneer in steel pan. And like cre- he was like supposedly one of the fathers of steel pan, one of the first people that ever was involved with making them. Hmm. So he now relocated to Virginia Beach. And Alan Coyle, who lives in Pensacola, studied with him. So I don't know where <laughs> I Coyle came from. I think we got Coyle the lowdown down here. Yeah. Yeah. Steel yeah. pan business. That's Trinidadian. What is it? A Trinidad Tobago? Mm-hmm. TNT. So they call them TNTs. Okay. Hey, we got to get out of here in a minute but first before we go Manny we've got an, uh, an opportunity to ask you about politics okay well we haven't even touched on the subject what's your take on what's going on with Trump versus Hillary and everything oh god <laughs> you know I think it'd be great if we had a woman president because we wouldn't have to pair as much no <laughs> zing okay very good and uh, <laughs> okay. as far as Trump goes I, I just I don't understand America I really don't understand oh, that's them. what everybody's saying yeah you know um, I thought you might have some sort but of he has the uh, different take on it I, I think uh, Trump is like um, oh fuck what was I gonna say I had a, I had something written down now I can't remember it no I don't understand I think it's it's part of the culture today and part of uh, like if you leave like I remember about two years ago my niece came down here from Los Angeles and she goes I want to see Duck Dynasty. I said, leave Orleans Parish. It's all over the place. <laughs> okay, there's Duck Dynasty. And I think that's what you're getting with Trump. Trump is feeding to the, to the masses, just like uh, to the illiterates, really. He's just feeding them what they want to hear. Manny, it's anyone who can say Daytona hey, Beach. Yeah, exactly. Daytona Beach. 
Anyone could say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Well, how? How are you going to do it? He hasn't explained one thing yet on how he's going to do it. I haven't I'm heard a business- him say anything. Yeah, I'm a businessman. He's going to, you know, oh, make America great again. Why don't we make uh, America Mexico again? You know, because that's what it, <laughs> what it is. Well, all he says he's going to build a wall and kick out 11 million undocumented immigrants. That's about all he actually how? said. How is he going to I mean, it's impossible. Uh, both of those things are impossible, first yeah, of all. Yeah, first can't of all, if you it. build a wall, how are they going to get out? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the first question I'd ask. How tall is this wall going to be? Oh, and the if whole it, thing and is if it's Mexico, it's going to be made of mud, probably. But what's going to happen now is he's going to go up against Hillary, and she's going to have a billion actual things that she's going to do and can explain and have numbers, and he doesn't give a shit about any of that, and, and he could still beat her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? It's yeah. frightening. It's frightening. It is frightening. It's very frightening. It's, it's very frightening. frightening. You could wake up on November, the whatever date it is, and there'd yeah. be President Trump, and it wouldn't be quite so funny. Cindy, what are you working on before we get? Oh, out I'm here? sorry. Let me. Here's Uh-oh, what here's yeah. what I had written. Trump's excuse for not sharing his tax returns is the same excuse I give for not sending pictures of my penis. There's nothing <laughs> to learn from him. Ah, very good, man. Hey, very nice. Okay, very nice. You, you can't even take dick pics on that phone. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very ancient. Looking it's vintage. It's a, it's a vintage. No, it makes yeah, I guess. It's yeah. got the fisheye lens. It makes something. Them look yeah. <laughs> It's got a pop-out keyboard. Look at that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very my nice. Daughter. There's Selena. Clutty, baby. There's Selena right there about you? four years oh, ago. Selena. Acting crazy as always. So the phone's is like four years old anyway. Oh, this phone is wet. This phone I got um, when we evacuated for Katrina. You've I had got that this phone all that time. I've had it. Um, it's still working great. We lived in Austin, Texas after Katrina. Oh, my God. That's like 10, I mean, 11 Austin, years ago. Austin, Texas, yeah. The only cool city in the whole state of Texas, really. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else was just, ugh. Just Texas. Just Texas. Cindy, <laughs> yeah. what, what, are you, what are you working on? Well, I'm not Currently. working on a piece of writing like that. Oh. You're not? <laughs> are you doing anything exciting? What are you doing? But I am. Well, I'm painting, as I told you. I'm taking, actually, I have been taking classes at the, um, Insta- the Fine Arts Academy on Magazine. Uh-huh. And uh, they're getting ready to have a, little, a student show on Saturday. Are you in that? Uh, well, I'll know once you go that you, I submitted two paintings, and they'll, if they're up, during the show, then they took them. It's a juried show. If they didn't, they didn't. Um, I'm working on a piece of writing uh, about value. This is just something I think about all the time, about how to help people value themselves more. People, actually, that were grown up with no value, given their circumstance and situation, um, and about what value is. Like, what does it equal? And I, be- I believe it equals contribution, and circumstance, you know, that if you contribute, then it doesn't have to be about money, you know. It just, it, it, I'd like to start a conversation, but first I have the conversation with myself and right. working out my piece of could, writing. Could this be a textbook? Well, it's not going to be a textbook. So it's not going to be a textbook. I can it would, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll at first it would just be more like a uh, essay or a piece of writing, you know. You know. More and more professors are just writing their own little books and saying this is what we're learning this semester. Yeah. They're not even um, going through publishers. Just, do they make they just students, go to Kinko's. Do they, they just make go to Kinko's. Do they make students buy them? Yep, they do. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty interesting idea. Yeah. That sounds unethical. But the last the last thing I work on is yeah. I, I worked on rules and regulations for the dogs and cats in in the county in Tennessee. Uh, and rules and regulations for dogs and cats. <laughs> every county has Are they every law county. Normally yeah, every county has rules and regulations for. There's not much in common between oh, dogs and cats. Darling, there's pages and pages and pages and pages of of them. You know. And these dogs and cats can read these regulations. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you guys. In Tennessee. So you guys are. <laughs> This is Daytona. No, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. I wish there were no regulations. Over. Why no, do they have to be regulated? I mean, My daughter's cat's they have to going be protected. blind right it's now, it's, it's, What it is is protection. It, it's not regulations for them. It's protection for them. That's for the what, animals? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's raising housing value, like how they have to be housed because people will just put them in a metal barrel or, you know, things of that nature. You know what? In a metal barrel. How hunters wow. house their dogs. They just stick a metal barrel out that's there. That's where well, your accent really got me there. Metal oh, barrel. Oh, yeah. Metal barrel. That's, a, that's acceptable in most places. Metal barrel. Oh, Me- yeah. Metal barrel. Metal barrel. Metal barrel. Metal barrel. <laughs> anyway, uh, a do- that's, a a passion, that's a passion of mine. You know. Yeah. So. Well, I guess you could put a dog in a metal barrel and send it over the Niagara Falls. That would be something. Where would you get a metal barrel from to put a dog the in? The hunters. Hunters put... Oh, they have them. They put them all... They ah, put the dogs... A lot of the hunters have metal barrels as housing for their dogs. Do they still do uh, fox chasing? Is that still done? I don't know. Fox hunting. Probably in Europe or fox something. Fox hunting. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They in, in yeah. uh, Virginia. Wherever there's foxes. Maryland. Hey guys, I'm sorry about this, but we have to get the hell out of here. We've got to get these stupid drums out of the way so they get can the actually get paying customers. Cindy Scalfi has been here, spelled S-I-N-D-Y. If we're looking for her, Manny Chevrolet. What happened to the Bruno? You don't use that anymore. Uh, no, that law Manny company. Chevrolet? That law. What's that law company? They came down on me for that. Bruno. I go, it's Bruno my name. Law Bruno, 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 and Bruno, Bruno. They came yeah, down Bruno. on you for using your own name. Yeah, for my you, own you name. You need to hire one of their lawyers. Yeah, probably. Them. And Daria Zurich from Daria and the Hip Drops, along with Graham Robinson. Yes, that's right. Oh, listen. June seventh, so I'll be at the Blue Nile. We're doing a, a benefit for the music, musicians' clinic. We're doing our own gong show at the Blue Nile. The oh, that sounds brilliant. Can I be yeah. in it, Manny? Sure, you can. Okay. Yeah. Is give there your, a manychevrolet.com to find out about that? No. No, I, Fiat come on. Bullshit, right? okay. Just go to, I, just send me, I have a fan page on Facebook. On Facebook, Manny Chevrolet. The next mayor of okay. New Orleans. The Thank next you. mayor of New Orleans. Let's hope, that's how to find you. Graham DuPonte is the producer of our show and our technical director and associate producer is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director and our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit upright for about 60 minutes, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com. And you'll also find lots of other happy hours to listen to, as well as some other shows we make here. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. True to the Game with Chris True. Midnight Menu with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu and the podcast about death. Simply called Death, the podcast. With psychologist Dr. Arian Alphant, you can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken today by Alison Moon from Scott, Louisiana. If you listen to this on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us. That does actually help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street where they put fine dining into a sandwich and onto a plate and fine booze into a glass. And Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting. For itsneworleans.com, Andrew Duhon will be back next week. He's in Alaska this week. If you're looking for him, he's fishing. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour.